Hello, all my little and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, Episode 6, King Rascal. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named, yeah, Barbara, you got it, me. She had a big brother named Johnny. She had a sister named Nancy. Johnny was the king of the rascals. No kidding. Wait till you hear what he did. The house that we lived in, in the hills, had orchards all around it, oak trees, eucalyptus. It had a tiny little creek. You could call it a creek if you squinted, because really the only time it got water in it was when it would rain and rain and rain in the winter. And then it would just gather, all the little rivulets coming down off the hill would gather into a stream, which you could walk in into it, and it would probably come up to a little past your knees. Well, Johnny decided, wouldn't it be way cooler if you could actually make a little dam and we can make a little pond and we could float rafts in it and stuff. We got a bunch of friends from the neighborhood and we blocked the part that went under the road by just dropping a bunch of rocks and then putting boards across it, which is probably a bad idea there. That's probably number one bad idea because we could have flooded the road. But we backed it all up until we had a pond that was really wide across. It was probably 15 feet across, and now you couldn't just walk into it and have it come up to your knees. It would come past your thighs, probably all the way up to your chest, especially if you're a fourth or fifth grader, as Johnny was in this story. We blocked the creek, we waited for it to get nice and full, and then we went into our wood pile, which we had an awesome wood pile. My dad had every piece of wood we'd ever used on any project, all the little ends and pieces and long ones, all stacked behind our house. So we drug a bunch of those out, laid them on the ground, got hammers and nails, and we made a full-on raft, which was awesome. It was super, super, super fun. You'd get out there and you'd paddle around and you'd use a stick to push off the bottom. And I thought that was it. That was the end of it best fun ever. Well, Uncle Johnny had other ideas. We didn't know about his other ideas until one afternoon, my mother got a phone call and she had a really puzzled look on her face. She said, excuse me, we don't have a pond. No. Excuse me? Fish? Uh, What? No, we don't have a pond. I don't think we ordered Oh, wait just a minute. John Richard, you come here right now. John comes into the room and he looks at my mom and my mom says, Johnny, did you order fish? Johnny said, oh yeah, for the pond. And she goes, but we don't have a pond. He said, yes, we do. We blocked up the culvert and now we have a pond. She got back on the phone and she said, I am so sorry. No, sir, we do not have a pond. Thank you for confirming. And she hung up. She looked at my brother. She said, John Richard Felt, you show me this pond. And out we go to the side yard across the driveway. By then, the pond has kind of shrunk. My mom looks at him. She goes, do you understand? 
that they were going to send you 200 trout. And my brother's eyes lit up and he's like, 200, that's awesome. John Richards, they would have overflowed your pond. You would have dead fish everywhere. We do not have a pond. I don't know what got into you. How did you even order fish? Well, the back of my sports magazine has a place that you can call and place an order, so I did. You didn't think they would check? Thank goodness the man looked on a map and saw that there was no pond anywhere even close to our house. You cannot do these things. Where do you get these ideas from? And Johnny's like, well, I really like to fish. So I thought, well, you know, we'll just get fish that way. Oh my gosh, John Richard, no. So you would think that would be the end of the story. Mm -mm, No, we had a family that lived probably five miles from us by bike. They had two round houses up on stilts connected by this really cool like walkway in their front yard they had a pond, a serious pond. I mean, big enough to do races and put even a small sailboat in. They also had one in their backyard. It was a pretty cool house. It was connected by a waterfall. Somehow it would re-pump the water from the bottom lake up to the top lake. The waterfall would run all day long. They had a slide that went into the water. They had a raft you could swim out to. And they allowed you to go there fishing. Johnny got on the phone and said, I have a little pond at home too, but my mom won't let me order fish for it. Could I come to your house and fish and then bring him home to my house and let him go? Sure, that's fine. He's a little boy. He's not driving to your house. He's riding his bike five miles away. How's he going to carry a fish on his bike? But she said, sure. Johnny and his friend, Rascal Partners, They got on their bikes, pedaled, pedaled, pedaled with their little bucket, got to the pond, sat there and fished. Every time they caught a fish, they'd unhook the hook from its mouth, drop it in the bucket of water until they had maybe six fish. And then they just splashed and spilled their way home with these poor fish in this bucket of water. They got all the way to the pond, dumped them in. They were so excited. We have fish in our pond. And honestly, you all, it was pretty cool. It was so funny. It was so much fun. We drug a log to the little pond, drug it across the pond, and then we sat on the log and fished for these poor fish that had already been caught earlier in the day. That pond lasted maybe two days before we were fishing like mad because all the water was going out of it. My mom was so funny. Again, my mom was so patient. Oh my gosh, John Richard. Well, you got to say one thing. You're very creative. That is the story of Johnny's Pond. Part two of episode six, Uncle Johnny's non-birthday. Once upon a time, there was the same little boy, Johnny. One afternoon, as my mom had left to go to the grocery store, I hear cars arriving. We had a bit of a gravel driveway, so I could hear the crunch, crunch, crunch as they came in the driveway. And then I heard kids laughing, and I thought, Johnny's having a play date. And he's fourth grade, I'm third grade, so it's like no big deal. He's having friends over. Except that I just heard cars coming up the driveway more and more and more, more and more, until I heard all sorts of kids laughing. I went out 
the front door to see Johnny standing on the steps waving, thank you, thank you. All these parents are dropping their kids off with presents. And they're all saying, happy birthday, Johnny, happy birthday. He's like, yeah, just put the presents over here. It is not his birthday. It is not even close to his birthday. The day before, he had gotten very bored. He was just feeling a little frisky. He got the phone book for his class. It listed every single person in his class, their phone number, and their parent's name. He took it upon himself to give himself a non-birthday party. He called up every single person in his class and told them, today's my birthday, and I'm really sorry, but my mom forgot to send out the invitations. But it's my birthday. I hope that you can come. Oh, poor Johnny. Poor mom's at the grocery store, totally unaware of any of this. She forgot my birthday invitations. She forgot to mail them, and all the parents, oh, poor Johnny. Yes, we'll be over in about an hour. So people went and bought presents. They actually bought presents to bring to Johnny for his birthday. So all these kids showing up had full-on presents with them. Parents were like, bye, and just left. So we had like 30 kids at the house. Yes, we lived in the hills, thank goodness, so they could run, you know, willy-nilly all over the place. They were playing kickball, they were climbing the trees, they were in with the horses. They were everywhere. Johnny's opening presents up when here comes my mom. I mean, imagine... You drive up the driveway, there are 30 kids running crazy through your yard. You have no idea why they're there, but you have a pretty good idea of whose fault this probably is. John, Richard, come here right now. And this time, Johnny walks up. Hi, Mom. Johnny, why are there all these children here? Well, I really was bored, so I called them and I told them them that it was my birthday so they'd come over. What? They brought you presents? Yes. Well, what did you tell the parents? That you forgot to send out my invitations and that it was my birthday? Oh my gosh, my mom. She was so embarrassed and flustered that she didn't know what to do. Well, we've got to feed them now, so you keep playing with them. I'll go back to the store. My mom went to the store and bought so many hot dogs, buns, potato chips. I think she even bought cake. (laughs) It is not his birthday. They're all playing and still having a great old time. She went running out, came running back. We opened up our playhouse, which was in the backyard. My grandpa was a carpenter and he had built a a playhouse that you could actually sleep in. And it had a door that's called a Dutch door where the top swings open, but the bottom stays shut. My mom quickly set up drinks inside there and put all these hot dogs that she had made in foil. I did not know my mom could move this fast. She was just throwing things together right and left. And Nancy and I were in that little playhouse serving people out the door. We were passing food over the top of the Dutch doors and giving people drinks. And in the meantime, my poor mom is on the phone calling everybody. I am so sorry. Johnny is in very big trouble. 
his birthday's in May. It is not in October. I don't know what got into him. He is a huge rascal. Most of the moms thought it was really funny. Like, oh, wow, you have your hands full, don't you? I am so sorry. We will give everybody their presents back. I've fed the kids. They've had cake. I would appreciate it if everybody could come pick up their kids. It's been about two or three hours by now. So everybody was kind of, you know, end of the day, they're tired. They've had their cake and hot dogs. They're ready to go home. And then all these people start coming to pick up their kids. Everybody's going through the presents, trying to pick out which ones were theirs. The parents picking up were like, oh, good grief. The presents are opened, so we can't return them. It was chaos. Other neighbors came out and were kind of looking at our house like, that's not a big surprise. Those guys have the weirdest stuff go on. (laughs) It was so funny. Oh my gosh. So my mom, she always seemed to have an apron on. And I just remember her standing on the front steps, waving to the last car. Thank you. I'm sorry. Goodbye. My brother was just sitting there. I didn't even get to keep any of the presents. And she said, oh, wait till your father gets home. And that is the end of King of the Rascals. Don't forget, you all, to check out The Marvel of My Ordinary Life on Instagram and on YouTube. I've put up a bunch of new posts. Thank you to Catherine, my daughter. She's showing me how to do an album on Instagram, so I've done a few of those. And on YouTube, I posted some talking test videos, talking chickens. I've been having a lot of fun posting those. I think I'm really getting the hang of it. So check out Instagram, YouTube, The Marvel of My Ordinary Life. Go ahead and email me. It's at themarvelofmyordinarylife at gmail.com. See you later. Bye.